to say that the last 18 months have been a challenge for studio business owners is a huge understatement, but you're a pro and you made it through an unprecedented pandemic. Many of your fellow studio owners were not so fortunate. To keep your business strong and moving forward, it's imperative that you understand the reasons why businesses fail. And spoiler alert, it is not just because of COVID. So in today's episode of the Pilates Business Podcast, I'm going to share the real reasons why I see studios fail and what you can do to avoid the same fate. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran and I'm thanking you for being here with me today again. Now, today's episode is so important for any owner of a boutique fitness studio. And that's because I'm going to share with you the real reasons why I see studios fail. And I have to say, it's not just because of worldwide pandemics. I've been in this industry for over 12 years. I've been coaching studio owners one-on-one during the majority of that time. Studios have failed before and during and after the pandemic. And the studios that I've been working with, whether I've been coaching them one-on-one or inside of my Thrive group, They have not only survived this pandemic, but they have thrived through it. Their businesses today are stronger, more resilient, and more profitable than they were before COVID. Now, the pandemic presented a very, very unique set of challenges. But here's the thing. As a business owner, you are going to face upheaval, uncertainty, and adversity. It is going to happen. Studios that were seemingly extremely successful do often close down almost overnight, even before 2020 hit. And there were reasons for that. Reasons that if you were on the inside of those businesses and you knew what you are looking for to stay out of that situation, you perhaps could have adjusted things accordingly. Okay. So I want you to be aware of the challenges that could come your way and how you can build your business to be resilient and to be strong. So you're ready for anything. All right. Are you ready? So let's dive in. Now, I know as a business owner, you wear so many hats. You are, you are everything to everyone. And even when you're perhaps not working in your business, you're probably working on it or thinking about it. It's never ending. And I know that can be overwhelming. Um, but there is a way to sort of keep it contained and make it perhaps a little bit easier. And when a problem or a challenge does come up, which I can almost guarantee it will happen, 
you are the, probably the one who has to decide what to do about it. And if you have spent the time building your skills as a business owner, you will be prepared and you can make things a little bit easier on yourself and avoid some of the common pitfalls that I see so many business owners face. And that's the goal with today's podcast episode. I'm going to be sharing about around four of what I see the real reasons that I see studio businesses fail. And I want to give you some suggestions to make sure that you can avoid these same mistakes. Okay. Now, what I see, one of the first, uh, I would say, what I, what I see t- that uh, some studio owners doing that I think puts them at risk of heading in the wrong direction when it comes to their business. And the thing that I would first like to share with you comes down to focus, comes down to focus and perhaps a lack of focus. Now, what this looks like, um, and I often get calls from studio owners when they're at this point where they see their business starting to struggle. Perhaps they have seen a plateau for a while. They haven't seen growth. They feel very stagnant in their business. And at this point, the studio owner who perhaps has seen some quite good success up until this point will start to look around at what the competition is doing. It's a very common habit for studio owners to at this point become very concerned with what their competitors or peers are doing versus what is happening inside of their business. And when you start to look a little too closely at what other people are doing, it likely will influence what you choose to do next. And studio owners who are struggling, who don't know what direction to go in, will often choose a direction that is looks like it is being is successful for others and try to apply it into their business. But because that strategy is not necessarily aligned with their business goals, their business model, and what their clients really want, it often doesn't actually work. And all the while, while they're focused on trying to make their business look like their competitors, their business is continuing to go downhill. Okay. So you're going to hear, I do talk about this a lot, but you, I don't believe that you should be looking around at what other studios are doing and try to apply that to your business. I don't think you should be worrying at all about what other studios are doing. And just because it might look like it works for them does not mean that it will work for you. Okay. Remember this, other people's businesses are other people's business. So what should you do to avoid this pitfall? First of all, you have to focus on what makes you unique to other studios. What are your clients going to get that they can only get from you? I, this is, there's a reason why this is the very first thing that I work with when I work with studio owners, because a lot of your strategy for your whole business and your business growth comes from this one thing. And the real sort of sticky point that we have to get our heads around is that it's not about the price. It's about what makes you unique, your unique offering, your unique experience, and that you are leaning into that and differentiating yourself from other people with your unique value. 
And once you figure out what that is and you know who you want in your business, your client is not going to be the same as that client down the street. Okay. You want to be really, really clear on who is going to benefit from coming into your studio. Who is that person? Where do they live? What do they like to do? Where do they like to go? And what are they looking for when they show up at the door of your studio or when they click join to your Zoom class? Figure them out and make a plan to bring that ideal person into your studio, into your classes. And then once you make that plan, stick to it stick to it. Focusing on what makes you unique and different from others will actually help you to stand out to your ideal client and bring people in the door who really want what you have to offer. So that focus is so incredibly important. Focusing on what you do that's unique and and avoiding the perhaps getting distracted by what other people are doing. Okay. So lack of focus is number one. We want to make sure you stay focused on your business and what's going to make your business grow. Okay. Not what other people are doing. (laughs) The second real reason studio businesses fail, this is a big one too, is that they don't have a marketing funnel. Okay. You've done a ton of work to get clients to come into your studio. All right. You've done, you have invested in your teaching skills. You have invested in your continuing education. You have got a website. You have got a studio space. You've invested in equipment. You have all the things, but perhaps what's missing is a process for turning people who are just looking into long-term loyal clients. You cannot just hope that they come back. You have to have a system in place for keeping those people engaged and moving forward on their journey inside of your business. Okay. You need to be having, you need a system for nurturing that relationship, for engaging with them, for educating them, for informing them how you can help them and a plan for, to keep them coming back for more. I don't want to see you make the mistake of letting people in the door of your studio, giving them a fantastic first class or session, and then watch them walk right back out again and never seeing them again. We want to have those newbies show up at your door. We want them to feel appreciated and welcome and like they're in the exact right place from that very, very first point of contact that you have with them. And this is all about that customer journey or that marketing funnel. And that means having a plan mapped out of all of the strategies that you can utilize to engage and convert clients and move them along that customer journey from that very first contact point until they become long-term loyal members that send their friends your way, that champion you, that make you feel like you are on top of the world in your business because you are. Okay. So you want to make sure that you have a solid strategy here that will help you avoid losing people and letting people walk straight back out that door again. Okay. And that's a really, once you have that in place, you start to be, you can start to see the benefits of investing in the time and effort to put that strategy into place. It just, it feeds your business. The next big reason that I see studios fail is that studio owners do not measure their progress. So what do I mean by that? Well, I know that the numbers may not be your strong suit. I hear it 
I mean, this is very, very rarely that I speak to a studio owner that says, I love my numbers. I can't wait to look at them. I love my Excel spreadsheets. I'm all about the numbers. Many studio owners are, they don't, it may not be in, in, in your wheelhouse. It may not be something that you feel comfortable with, but when you run a business, it is all about the data. It's all about the numbers. And instead of Thrive, I give my studio owners the tools they need and the accountability they need to make sure they are on top of their numbers. They know which ones to look at. They know what those numbers mean, and they know what those numbers are telling them to do next in their business. And I know that it might feel like you're feeling your way in the dark here because, you know, I'm not talking about looking at just the revenue numbers, just those sales numbers. I'm talking about the other key indicators in your business, the other numbers in your business that are telling you what's working and what isn't. And I know that studio owners don't often have, you may not feel like you have a handle on your numbers, even, or or even know what numbers you should be tracking. And the problem with that is that you can put a lot of time, energy, and money into your studio, but you don't know whether or not all of this effort, time, and money is working to build your business unless you're looking at the numbers. So I really encourage you to pay attention to your metrics. So to avoid this common point, you need to know which numbers matter in your business. Just a few ideas for you to start to think about. And you know, a lot of it will depend on your software and how accessible these report numbers are to you, these reporting numbers are. But we certainly want to be looking at revenue numbers for your class sales, for retail sales, for how perhaps investments in marketing is, is bring, how they are working out for you. We want to be looking at the number of new clients you have coming into your business. We want to know how often your clients are visiting. Okay. There's a lot of different numbers you can track. The numbers you should be tracking for your business will be determined by the type of business that you have. So there are a few numbers that I have shared with you in past podcast episodes that I recommend everybody looks at, but there will be some additional numbers that will be very specific to your business because you have a specific vision, right? For your business, you have specific goals for your business and your studio will therefore be tracking numbers associated with those goals, right? So we want to make sure that you are watching, recording and monitoring your numbers, And you want to measure them regularly. So I know that some software allows you to just to pop in, have a quick look at that dashboard. You see the numbers, they look good, moving on. And that's helpful, might make you feel good or or not perhaps. Um, But we really want to put them into a place where you can track them over time. So you can see and you can measure over time because what we're looking for with the numbers, we're looking for patterns. Um, we're looking for that, for the patterns and what that pattern is telling us. So are they going up? Are they going down? Are they going side to side? Um, that's what we're looking for. And when you just look at that number periodically, you're not actually tracking it. You don't really see that. Okay. So you want to measure your numbers regularly, and then you want to put them somewhere where you refer back to them regularly. Also, these numbers are the drivers of your business decision. So you want to use those results, those reports as a way to decide which strategy you want, you'll need to implement next or where your focus should go next to continue to see growth in your business, right? 
So you see these things all kind of linked together. We need to make sure that we're tracking our numbers. That helps to make us sure we're focused on the right things and where we should be focused in our business. Okay. So we've covered focus, we've covered marketing funnels, and we've covered metrics. All right. These are super important. I've got one more common reason that I see businesses fail, especially in our industry. And that is not focusing on your clients. As a boutique fitness studio owners, your client has to be your number one priority. You have to draw them in, make them feel like part of a supportive and um, valuable community. And you want to keep them engaged, right? You want to bring them into your family and keep them in. It's it's really important to show them that you appreciate them, that you value them, okay? Now, that doesn't mean having zero boundaries at all, okay? But you want to make sure that you, that they are aware that of, that they are a part of your community, okay? There are so many different ways that you can do that. And there's so many different touch points that enables you to do that, especially with the number of automations that happen in your business around scheduling, paying, um, and visiting your studio. So there's a lot of opportunities to reinforce your brand message, your brand promise, and you should be utilizing those every single time. You want to make sure that you know your clients. Okay. So as a studio owner, even if you are, you know, I know it's a challenge, uh, especially if you are wearing all those hats, but you do want to make sure that you have time carved out to spend in the studio with your clients, not just teaching them, but just building that community to connect with them, to be there, to engage with them, to get to know them, to make them feel warm and fuzzy and right at home when they visit your studio. And, you know, you want to reward them for their loyalty, um, And perhaps, you know, take those, once you have that relationship and it's a good, strong relationship, you can then ask them to share their love of your studio with those that they love too, right? So it's a, we want to keep feeding that community with love and engagement and enthusiasm for what you do. If you want to know a little bit more about creating a referral program, by the way, I had just talked about this recently in episode 27 of the Pilates Business Podcast. So episode set 27 is three tips for building a referral program in your studio business. And I have to say it is full of concrete tips for accomplishing this. So I, after you finish listening to this episode, why not hop back over there and listen in to episode 27 and pick up a few more tips. Now, the world of a business owner can be a roller coaster. It is not for everyone. And there are countless reasons why some businesses just don't manage to stay open. Businesses do often close because of changes to the owner's personal circumstances or to external factors such as changes in rent or, you know, a global pandemic. Okay. And I know that if you have seen a studio close down in your town, it can make you feel perhaps a little bit uncertain, perhaps a little bit scared that there is something that you don't know that might also happen to you. But I will let you know right now that if you are focused on what's working in your business and doing more of that, if you are focused on building out an effective and nurturing marketing funnel for your clients, if you know what 
numbers to track in your business and what they're telling you. And if you are focused on delighting your clients, you're going to be on the right track. Okay. So there is a lot that you can be doing in your business to make sure that your business is more durable and better positioned to withstand any unforeseen external challenges. Okay. So there you have it. Four of the real reasons studio businesses fail and some tips to help make sure that you avoid these common mistakes. I really hope this episode was really insightful for you and helpful for you. And by the way, I have created a free resource to help make things just that bit easier for you because I know how time consuming and how busy you are, especially right now at this time of year. So why not head over and grab 30 of my favorite social media captions for free? You can click the link in the show notes to have access to them. And I encourage you to use them in your business for those days where perhaps you're feeling a little bit less than creative or perhaps don't have the time to write. All right. There's uh, a whole month of social media captions waiting for you. They are written specifically for the boutique fitness um, studios and you can use them to inspire you. You can copy and paste or you can edit them and make them your own. All right. So I put this download together to help really save you time and give you some inspiration when it comes to your marketing. We know marketing, when it comes to marketing, consistency is important. So the links in the show notes, or you can go to spring3.com forward slash social media captions. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm -hmm.